0: punners hello and welcome to another racing previews podcast i'm your host ben kaluti and i'm joined again by nick mcwalter uh we're gonna have to apologize for the late upload Uh, we've had lots of technical issues this afternoon and we're still working our way through it uh tonight's our first time uh, streaming the podcast remotely at the warner bull we did it right next to each other and it was much easier so anyway uh we'll work through it nico how's your week been
1: yeah, good mate. Um, I have just ran the grand annual tonight, trying to get the uh, trying to get us up and running. But yeah, apart from that, um, Saturday afternoon started to feel a little bit ordinary, and uh, yeah, well, Saturday night after the bombers had a win, started to feel a little bit worse and worse and worse, and then yeah, copped a bit of the uh, the flu from the bull. Yep. Sounds like I wasn't the only one.
0: Yeah, sounds
1: like everyone's. And, uh, Yeah, t- Tuesday night or so, I started to feel. Uh, Feel good again, but yeah, no, it's. Uh, I'd do it all over again, to feel shit for a couple of days. It's a, uh, it's an unreal week, and we move on. Hopefully, a few winners, a few sick beats so far this week. So, uh, we'll dive into it. Yep, yeah,
0: we'll be back next year. Uh, we're going to start off the top with a little bit of a new segment called "What's Happening in Racing." Uh, if you want to skip straight to the tips, then go ahead and do that. But one of the first topics we're going to take a look at is the Caulfield a track. Nico, what are your thoughts?
1: I'm, I'm not completely sold on it to be honest um, the the thought process that I sort of had behind it is it looks like it's a, a setup for eventually Sandown to be sold which I I'm, I'm not I'm not okay with Sandown's one of our best tracks um, it's fair it's good they can do stuff around the track there's plenty of land to to do development works Um yeah, if Sandown goes, we're in a lot of trouble. I'm not very keen on this inner track. Like I've never ridden a horse before and probably never will ride a horse at, at the speeds and, and lengths that the jockeys do, but, like, if our best jockey possibly ever, Damien Oliver, has said, it's just going to be a dog track? Like, surely we're listening to him. Everything that I've heard on RSN from Caulfield... It sounds like these plans are set in stone. Um, they act like they're talking to the jockeys, but it sounds like their minds already made up, and it's it's their way or the highway. What are your thoughts?
0: Yeah, I think the main thing is you want to get the feedback from key industry participants, and if the majority of them have have been saying no the whole way along, and it's not going to work, then I don't know. It's 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 a tough one, but I think the main thing is. Yeah, getting that feedback, informing the members nice and early, and um, yeah, it seems like I don't know. Caulfield, they did say that they have been telling everyone from a long time out. Um, I'm not 100 percent sure, but yeah, I'm not. I don't think I'm a massive fan of it. We'll move on to number two, Golden Sixty.
1: Well, one other thing before we move on, the pitch for night racing. Well Mooney Valley's doing their developments. I I'm not keen on either. Like Pakenham and Cranburn are perfectly able to step up to the plate while that happens. I don't think we need another track with lights and all sorts of stuff just to cater for that. I think it's all a bit of a uh yeah, it's all a bit of a load of uh shit, if you ask me. <laughs> yep.
0: Uh well we'll move on to Golden Sixty. He's I've made no mistake that he is my favorite horse. The plans have been called off. They're not going to go to Japan anymore. I'm a little bit disappointed by it. Uh, I would have loved to see him go there. He's back in brilliant form. Uh, I think he's one of the best milers in the world, and I was really looking forward to him being able to prove it. But uh, they say he needs a spell, and uh, he's going to aim up at a third Hong Kong mile. Uh, I'm not sure how many, if any, horses have uh, have completed that treble. So a little bit disappointing, a little bit flat, but it is what it is, I guess.
1: Yeah, well, it's uh, it's good to see the champ bounce back um, the last couple of starts. You know, there was a lot of people that were soon to put a line through him after a, a defeat on a bog track and a little bit of a sleepy ride. Like, how often do you get a wet track in Hong Kong? Like, the horse that beat him has wet track form prior to hong kong and out outrode vincent ho it's as simple as that like you can't give horses a start of eight lengths at the top of the straight and beat them all the time especially in your inferior going like it's just as simple as that like and at the end of the day we're very quick to to judge good horses that have a picket fence all because of horses like black caviar like horses yep. can still be champions without winning every start like very elegants a champion she gets beat nature strips a champion he still gets beat this stigma around horses have to just keep winning to be champions is a load of rubbish like at the end of the day every horse is different and I don't think you have to remain unbeaten or be unbeatable to be a champion
0: no no doubt uh, we're not complaining though. I think we got two dollars the start, two starts back, and then we got a dollar sixty last start, or a dollar fifty when he uh, ran against California Spangle. So, no doubt the champ is back. Uh, another key point you touched on there we've just there aren't too many wet tracks in Hong Kong, but there have been a couple more lately, and their track rating system is just horrendous.
1: Yeah, well, <laughs> it's, it's terrible. It there. goes
0: good to yielding and then it doesn't update on the TAB website. No one really knows if it's a, a soft five or a heavy eight, and you get, you're get left just to guess, I guess.
1: Well, I didn't even know what yielding was until the other night when you uh, yeah. when you boys told me in the chat. Yeah, yeah.
0: Anyway, we'll move on. Number three was the Michael Poi suspension. He miscounted the laps. Uh, this is a jockey's nightmare. Apparently, it was a pickup ride in the morning, um, I guess you do still have to be better as that as than that as a jockey. I thought two months was a little bit harsh. I would have been happy with a month. What were your thoughts?
1: Yeah, well, at the end of the day he 's human he 's made a mistake like what you 've got to revert it back to the backlash that he 's copped from people on the outside um of the racing industry that have probably lost. or $5 each way like at the end of the day he's made a mistake when you make a mistake in your workplace should you be banned for two months like everyone's human at the end of the day yes I understand that there's gambling um, and people's hard earned involved but like at the end of the day it is a gamble like it's, it's not a given two months is probably a stretch I would have been okay with four to six weeks but He'll learn from it and he'll bounce back, and yeah, he'll go from there. Yeah.
0: I think so. Reese McLeod did get suspended for two months for the same thing um, a while back at Mooney Valley, apparently. So I guess they're just following suit there, but it seems a little bit harsh to me.
1: Yeah. Anthony Allen got six weeks in Queensland right. as well, I'm pretty sure. Yep. Don't hold me to that, but yeah. Yep.
0: Number four, very elegant, transferred to France. Bit of a controver- controversial one. Uh, there's a lot of news that has broken out in the last 24 hours around some owners wanted her to go. Uh, 80% is the figure I'm hearing, wanted her to go, and 20% didn't. Majority rules, they get their wish. Is she at her best anymore? It's very much up for debate. How will she go over there? I'm not sure, but I will be watching, no doubt, and I'll be cheering her on.
1: Well, this could get a little bit political, Um Oh, of course, I'm going to stay up and watch her, and I hope she wins. But if it was me, um, I wouldn't be doing it personally. She's got to travel from here to France. She's going to be in a new environment that there's no guarantee that she's going to like. Look, she's won a Caulfield Cup, a Melbourne Cup. She's given the owners you know, the ride of a lifetime. What left does she have to prove? Like, the last few starts, she hasn't looked like her old self you can put that down to you know race shape whatever you want to but as far as i'm concerned i think the the ship sailed a little bit if it was me she doesn't owe him anything like it's as simple as that keep her here keep her happy send her off to the brood you know the bear barn yeah yeah i don't know if it was me i wouldn't be taking her over there but i guess that's the uh that's the underlying issue you own her, and she keeps winning and and earning big dollars. You always want more, 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 more. But yeah, look, I hope she, uh, she, I hope she goes over there and goes well. But yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if she doesn't win another race. Yeah,
0: it was very interesting to see the contrast of different opinions uh, when I put out that that story on Instagram. So we'll bat on to the last one. This is just a bit of a funny one thrown in there by me. Oz racing creeps on Twitter. Nico, I'm not sure how much you get involved on the Twitter sphere, but racing Twitter is one of the most hilarious places you'll see. Um, it's from everything. There's tips, there's girls showing off, there's guys showing off, and this page basically um, red flags all the guys who are basically commenting on girls' photos, creepy stuff. Um, it is hilarious.
1: Yeah, well, I've only uh, just come across it the last few days, but um, yeah, I suppose there's a there's a fine line between a little bit of a joke and and overstepping that mark. Um, yeah, whether the the girls that are impacted and uh, and made a fuss of on the old Twitter uh, are made aware of it, uh, I'm not sure, but yeah, I suppose there's a there's a, a line that's I suppose gets crossed. Um, yeah, it's good for a gag, but, yeah, I suppose uh, I'm going to sit on the fence here. I'm not going to get too political.
0: Fair enough, fair enough. I'm I'm a big fan. Uh, <laughs> we'll crack into the racing. There's three main races we're going to take a look at. They're, they are the Andrew Ramsden and then the two group ones, the Doomben 10,000 and the South Australian Derby. First race is the Andrew Ramsden Stakes. It's 2,800 metres Flemington. Uh, the track is currently rated a good four. I think it'll be staying that rail in the true position. We know how Flemington plays, Nico. It always plays beautifully.
1: Best track in the world.
0: Yep. Um, I'll quickly read out this market. Splendiferous, $3.90. Point in a pen, $4.20. Through Irish Eyes, $5. Launce, $7.00. Warning, $9.00. Zoom On, $18.00. Sound of Cannons, another one on the quick backup, $19.00. English King, $23.00. Snow a Lot, 31 Horrifying 41, Harmisian 51, Red Gina, uh, 81, and Turn It Up Tommy for Dennis Pagan at 81s. Uh, my initial view here was to take on the favourite. I think we have to stick the fork in her. Um, the market will love her. She's been smashed. She's on the one week backup, but she's had two real birthdays in front, her last two. Um, I think Willow got the, the Punters Perler for, for his ride on her last start. This is a big step up against the boys. Um, I'm not sure how strong she'll be at 2,800, and I'm just not sure if she's a Melbourne Cup horse. What were your initial Quick thoughts? Quick
1: question, asking for a friend. Yeah, can, can we lay her the place? <laughs> Absolutely. Like, I honestly, I honestly don't see her lay, like running a place. Like, yeah. not only has she had two PRs, but like, what's she beaten? Han Boshi at sale over 2,200 in a set weights and penalties and designs. Like, fuck. There'd be hundreds here. Yeah. Yeah, no. Lay the place, punters, <laughs> none. Yeah.
0: She did win well last start, but it's not exactly the form I want to be oh, with. <laughs> it was
1: leader bias at Morfordville Don't, no. Betty, don't get sucked no, in. I'm, de- I'm the not, place, I'm not getting sucked
0: in. Don't worry about that. We're sticking the boots in. Splendiferous got None. I'm with number 8 Irish uh, through Irish eyes on top. Um, I thought his run last start at Caulfield was super. That was over 2,400 metres. He now steps up another 400 metres and he gets to a track he loves. A little bit of a fun fact, there aren't too many 2,800-metre races at HQ, but he's the only one in this field to have won over the track and distance. Uh, he, of course, won the St. Ledger. might have been uh, two years back. Um, but he's yeah. he is a proper stayer. like. Um, he will get... he will no, get no sorry,
1: last... Yeah, it might have been last year. Yeah, uh, it might have been last year. No, sorry, two years ago. Last year was Realm of
0: Flowers. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, um, St. Ledger or was that the Ramsden?
1: Uh No, sorry, <laughs> he won the St. Yeah, Realm of Flowers <laughs> won, won,
0: won, won this race. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. We'll
0: get there, we'll get there. Um, but yeah, the mine the <laughs> and Eustace team are flying. We know how good they are at preparing stays, um, I thought he was actually the better run than Point Nepean in that race. I backed Point Nepean at the odds on quote. Um, it got the beautiful run, Alana Kelly, great ride. But I just think another 400 metres getting back to Flemington has me turning in his corner.
1: Yeah, well, there's a. it was a little thing that I noticed through the form guide. His best runs have been over a trip... And with jockeys who can get the horses to settle over a trip Wiz, Benny Allen He gets the horses to settle beautifully and Then he's had Mark Zara And Jamie Carr We lose nothing tomorrow with Jai um, Yeah, he can get him in a good rhythm And yeah, I think he's uh, definitely over the odds I hope he goes there and runs well Because we're going to be chips in in a maiden hurdle at the ball. But <laughs> here we are on his way to a Melbourne Cup. Yeah, hopefully.
0: Lonsius, I was pretty happy to put the pen through him as well. He's coming off a uh, Sydney Cup preparation. Um, I think his better form has been on on those wet tracks, but I don't know. I just didn't really like that this setup. Labau has since failed dismally out of that Sydney Cup. Um, he kind of finished near near Labau. Number one warning. I thought he was a pretty easy lay in the Warnable Cup. Uh, he gets to Flemington. He gets to 2,800 metres. Is it still too soon in the preparation? He's still only second up. Not sure where his fitness is, but he, he could easily win this. He is one of the class runners of the field.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But is it is it an afterthought? Like, he was at the ball on a heavy 12, first up, bit of a gut buster. Yeah, I know he sort of did his best work late, but... I don't know, it just seems a bit of a funny prep. Like, yeah. he likes his toe in the ground, but doesn't like it heavy. They still ran at warnable. Like, why is he not going to Queensland? I think... Yes, I know this race is weak, worth 500000 ticket ticketed in the Melbourne Cup, but the Stable have publicly said he doesn't run two mile. I don't know, it just seems like a a weird placement. Like the perfect race for him would be the Q22. There's going to be no Zaki, no superstars there. He goes good in Queensland, a little bit firmer ground. If it is wet, it's not going to be completely wet. He's going to get his toe in. Yeah, I don't know. It just seems, seems like an afterthought for me. It just seems very muddled. It does
0: a little bit. I guess he could still possibly go to the Q22, but I, I doubt it. This is the preparation they've chosen. They've seen a, a weak field. And they see a chance to get into the Melbourne Cup. I know he's probably not going to win a Melbourne Cup, but yeah. Um, did you have any thoughts of any other runners? As we touched on, Sound of Cannons is another one on the quick backup. He was a, an impressive winner at Sandia.
1: Yeah, well, obviously, we've already touched on Point Napane and through Irish Eyes, which are the main bets. But if you want to play around them and play a little bit wide, you could play Sound of Cannons on the quick backup. Um look, he hadn't won for a thousand days and he won on Wednesday. Is he gonna win two races within four or five days? I dunno. Spain Yeah, they reckon he goes better Melbourne way. Spain gives him a good ride, he could be in um in with a chance. I thought Snow Lot and Harmisian were the two roughies that I wanted to entertain. Um yeah, uh, it's it's a funny race. 2,800 metres, anything could happen. Um, but yeah, if you want to have a little, uh, little throw at the stumps, they were the two that I thought. Yeah.
0: English King ran second behind Steel Prince last start. That's not a bad form reference, but... Um...
1: it is It is worth noting with English King, they do reckon after being gelded, which he has been, um, at the end of that first preparation slash next preparation is when you'll start to see the best of him. Yep. Mike Moroney's been pretty uh, vocal to say that he reckons he'll be competitive in the in the better staying races, um, if not this preparation next preparation. So yes, I know he was costly, but these uh, these imports that are still stallion prospects when they come to Australia sometimes they take a little bit of time. So um, he was definitely a better last start. Um, yeah, who knows? He might be a, a blowout chance at twenty threes. Yeah.
0: The other mention, the other runner I really want to mention, I, I don't think he can win. But Red Gina is flying for Noel Watson. Uh, Noel is is a great bloke. He's a great man of the industry. Big St Kilda fan. I tipped this runner uh, in the group chat two starts back at Mildura. Um, this horse was a, a shock winner at Mooney Valley one night. So hopefully the horse goes well. I've had a real small ticket on it, two hundred to one. But for me, it's uh, through Irish Eyes on top. I could probably save Point Nepean, um, possibly save Point Nepean or, or Warning and maybe have something small on, on your two. But uh, through Irish Eyes, main bet, and we'll be laying the favourite. Next race we're going to take a look at is the Group 1 up in Eagle Farm. Uh, it's the Doombin 10,000. This race, of course, has been transferred from Doombin to Eagle Farm with a, the big deluge, the big rain um, up there in Brisbane. I've never been up there, but from all reports are that the Dooman track can be a heavy ten, and this this track just um, drains like whew, um, like a sieve. Really, it's a soft six at the well,
1: moment. Well, well, it's pretty funny, isn't it? Like over the the summer period, they were complaining about it got too firm and it was you know not good for the horses but now here we are yeah. in a state of crisis and it's the savior and it's the best thing ever like it it's amazing how uh how the tables turn when people want to see it a different way but yeah i think it's well i don't i don't think it's the same sort of melbourne and sydney but it sounds like it is really horses for courses dooman versus eagle farm yeah. um but yeah i think if this race was at dooman which it probably wouldn't be, because it, we wouldn't be racing, by the sounds yep. of it. Um, yeah, it could be completely different. Like, Marzu, oh, I'm not completely sold just yet. Like, he's going to be wait for age group one. He's actually going to get pressured this time. Look, he could come out and win, and no one would be surprised. But, oh, I don't know, he, he just seems like a, a real wet tracker who's taken who's taken to those bottomless tracks in Sydney. Like, he's up with the big boys now. I know he's been locked in for the Everest, but, yeah, I don't know. I'm not completely sold. I want to play around him. Um, Special K, probably in the form of his life. Like, yeah, hasn't he just become genuine all of a sudden after being uh, a punter's nightmare for most of his career? Count rupee. The, the he always runs well.
0: definitely worth noting there with the Camantari. He, uh, he went to stud and i think he had one or two foals yeah um, two i two, think and yeah. now his comeback as a gelding it's certainly helped
1: yeah well i think the key also is nash i don't i don't know if nash always rode him but nash is uh in fine form probably nearly as good as he was at the bull <laughs> um but yeah Kevin Tari, It sort of it looks like it is just needs to be reminded of what his job is and nash is probably the best at that. Um, Count de Rupee, honest as they come. Uh, I'm a little grey. I, th- I think he's more of a 1400 meter horse. Um, the horses that I've entertained, uh, Generation, he's a pretty good horse, this bloke. Um, I've got a bit of time for him. I thought he was just a bit of a three-year-old, sort of just beaten up on not much, but... Um, yeah, I'm happy to stick here. He ran super in the, mm, William Reid at the Valley. Only beaten two lengths. Smashed in bedding. Um, yeah, he was off the map late. Jamie was on then. She's on here. Um, Kieran's been pretty vocal that he was going up to watch him, and that's, that's good enough for me. He'll handle all conditions. Um, and the girl that's got a bit of a soft spot for me is Isotope she would have preferred a good track at Doorman but a little bit of cut in the track won't be too uh, too much of an issue here Tony Golem was pretty bullish um, about her and then he's got her back after the failed Galaxy run in Sydney on the wet track which he just hated um, yeah he was he was bullish about her and that's that's good enough for me if I was to spec another one at sort of double figures... To try and get Marzu beat... Special K's... Short enough now... Um... I haven't completely decided but... Paleli or... Yeah... I don't know... Probably Paleli. Like... I think he's just as good as Marzu... Um... When they met last start... He come off the week back up... In the brutal TJ... Like... He was beaten by Nature Strip and Eduardo, two of our best sprinters, two of the best sprinters in the world, and just sort of race flat. That was in that four-horse field, only beaten four lengths on a heavy track. Sort of gets back to that better ground, which I think he'll, uh, which he'll like. J Mac on, um, yeah, I could chime into him. Probably a mental health bet, maybe ten dollars on Rothfire, just in case. After chipping in odds on last start, just in case he wins, but. Yeah, zoo style can go around without me. Shelby '66 should be in the paddock. Write your ticket. The rest. What were your thoughts? Yeah,
0: well, I tipped into Kementara at ten dollars, so I'm pretty happy with that price. I said um, I thought he might have been more of a six-dollar chance, and he's he's into that now, which is I'm pretty happy to see. Um, I take your point, Kiantarupi, that he's more of a 1400-meter horse, but He's really surprised me, his last two starts at 1,200 meters. I think he's just got a big heart, a big engine, and he just loves finding the line. Um, he might be better over further, but he was he was um, second pick for me. As you said, uh, taking on Marzu, I was pretty happy to do the same. I could see Paul Ailey definitely turning the tables back on a, a sort of drier surface. Um, and then Generation Isotope... Um, I did get a tip for generation at a at a much bigger price. Um I tried to share it on uh with you guys but I don't think anyone got it in time. They were quickly onto it. Um on Trivia, draws out in fifteen. I think she'll just that was
1: that she's the interesting runner. Yeah. Like she flies fresh. I know sort of last prep or, you know, previous runs in New Zealand was sorta of bit uh, but Like, I know Levante come down and ran well in the the race at Flemington, but that was sort of a bit of a bias. But, I don't know, Opie's coming over, she goes good fresh, likes her toe in. They were pretty keen um, from what I heard the other day on RSN, but, yeah, she's got a job ahead of her from 15, doesn't she?
0: She can certainly run well, but she might be spotting them a big start. As you touched on, Rothfire loves the track here, but he was pretty empty first up. Uh, he'll have to improve a fair bit out of that. Uh, Zoo style. I don't think he runs a strong 1,200 metres at Group 1 level. And then, uh, then you're out to Shelby 66. Uh, I think he needs the paddock. And uh, I didn't really give the, the others much of a hope. Vega 1 could, um, if he brought his best form, that 50s would be overs. Um but yeah, the first up run was pretty disappointing. Um I was pretty happy to have Kevin Tari on top as the main bet and then um I spec some of those at, at double figures, Counter um, you know, generation, Paul Ailey possibly. But I think it's uh if Mazu wins, I'll be losing, to be honest.
1: Yeah, that makes two of us.
0: We'll bat on to the second Group 1. It's the Group 1 South Australian Derby, 20, 2,500 metres for the three-year-olds. Uh, it's, right now it's a soft five track at Moorfeville. Uh, should be ideal conditions tomorrow. Don't, don't think there's going to be any more rain. Um, Allegron's come up our favourite here. Uh, Detonator Jack's second favourite, and then you're out to Jungle Magnate Harley moving there, the only others in single figures and then Yafit Commander, Harry, uh, $15 and $19, and uh, write your ticket the rest pretty much.
1: Yeah, interesting race. Um, Well, if ratings mean anything, and it's not one run too many, like, they're going to struggle to beat a Legron here, aren't they? Like, he's the superior horse when it comes to ratings. Like, he's a 100 raider, and I think the next best is about mid-70s. Like, yes, detonator Jack is progressive and has taken all before him so far, but, oh, I don't know. He's, like, it's a different platform. Like, Explosive Jack had won the derby and Tassie. Uh, I don't know. It's just, you'd be a brave man to doubt Kieran and Dave, but sort of the whispers we've heard... Like, they might be running for second. Yeah.
0: I think the way they beat Allegron is they walk. He gets trapped on the fence. Uh, he's bottled up with no room to go, uh, you know, no room, nowhere to go. And the horses, with a better turn of foot, sprint over the top of him. I think that's the the, the only way they beat him. Um, I was pretty happy to side with him as one of my better bets on the card. Drawing barrier two, I think Ollie he'll just be too switched on. Like... He's not going to let them just fall in his lap and uh, bottle him up. I don't think. If they're going a little yeah, bit too he's, slow, he's got, he's got to be. Yeah, he can't. He can't ride him like he did last start. I know everyone was raging about yeah. that ride at Flemington, but um, I think the horse might have got him out a little bit of trouble. Um, well,
1: to to be fair, it was probably one of the worst rides ever to the six hundred, and it was probably. Yes, I know the opposition might not have been much, but like. It was hard in mouth because we had both launched at a juicy price and he was backed off the map. But, like, that's as good as you'll see. But that's not going to happen here. Like, he can't be last offence trying to pick gaps because, yes, he's probably the superior stayer, but he's not going to be able to give a few of these in front of him four odd lengths and run them down. Um... He's, he's just gotta be positive from two, like midfield sorta of ish. They will fan out, they will spread out, the gaps will open, but as long as there's no roadblocks yeah. he's gonna yeah. go awfully close here. Um Detonator Jack was a danger for me. Look, you could probably back Allegron save Detonator Jack. Um Johnny is the Derby King. Mark, Eustace, freaks. Um, third pick I sort of had Harley moving the local um, yeah it's a bit of a funny race past that I will have something on Yaffet I've mm-hmm. uh, I've been on the wrong and wrong side of him the last couple of starts um, it was a sick beat good Friday when we were on So You See uh, last bound on the line Jai gave it a peach and then last start um, over 2,000 at Caulfield last Saturday Yeah, I thought it was a big one um, got a long way back oh it was huge I, I was on each way place oh. launch I was last I'm like oh this thing's going to run midfield and it just kept coming and coming and coming and I think it was about a photo for third yeah. would have spotted them I don't know 40 at the top of the straight and sort of got within <laughs> 2.5 in the end it's pretty sick but Whiz on, if I don't have something each way and it runs a uh, runs a hole, like the Inferno that we backed in the Discovery, didn't follow up last week. Uh, he ran third. My selection ran fourth. Yep. Awesome. Um, yeah, just got to follow up here. He's the, the different form. Little note, uh, Cliff Brown's had two runners in the South Australian derby that have backed up um, from the week back up and have both won well, possibly have won. Don't hold me to that, but I know that his, uh, his success rate from backing horses up um, on the week uh, into the derby is successful. Oh, that's
0: that's good info. Um, yeah, just touching on leg on a, a sec, I didn't think I um, gave him the full credit. Just some of those derby runs... Like, I remember back to that VRC derby. He was smashed on the first corner. Uh, he coursed four wide, covered a stack of ground. Um, the tenacity he showed there to still hit the front, and he was only gunned down by Hitotsu, who could be anything. Um, he then ran third to Hitotsu in the ATC derby. What price would you have Hitotsu here? I'd probably have him
1: $1.50. Well, to be fair, like... In Melbourne, he was beaten by just under two lengths by Hitotsu. And in Sydney, he was beaten 0.7 of a length. Like, detonator Jack is sort of relatively par to Explosive Jack, maybe. He's probably just behind him in ability. Kieran thought he had a better, slightly better turn of foot than Explosive Jack. But, like, Explosive Jack wouldn't hold a candle to Hitotsu, like... Hitotsu could be a freak. Like, we're talking about Hitotsu in wait-for-age, group ones of a Cox Plate, possible Melbourne Cup. Like, I I could see Allegron winning here and being competitive in a Melbourne Cup. Like, top ten, maybe. Detonator Jack, if he takes the gradual improvement... You know, with the Ma doesn't look like a a thirty two hundred, but
0: the first the first thing, like as as Ma touched on, he's got that cracking turn of foot, and he might he might win a Derby as a three year old, but I think that I'm not sure if those ultra long staying ships will be his go. He could definitely win here, but at three dollars ninety, he's probably priced on a big spike. He's priced on (laughs) hype. He's
1: He's priced on hype, jockey and camp.
0: Yeah, they are the Derby the Derby Kings, Johnny. And the and the Mar camp, and he could take that improvement and he could win here. But at $2.90 or th- you know, north of $3 a Legron or $3.90 detonated Jack, I think you have to be with a Legron. I know he's not the sexy horse, he's not Hitotsu, but he just will stay all day.
1: Yeah, I right, agree.
0: Um, I'm pretty sure that's that's all for the the three deep dive races. We'll move on to best bets.
1: Yeah. Um, we'll go Vic HQ yeah, we'll
0: first. Go
1: first. Uh, the first, we were both pretty keen on the dual. Absolutely smashed. Yep. We took 350 pre deductions. There's only been minimal deductions, especially if you use Bet365, the best agency out there. Don't do it to yourself, punters. Just. Just change, just sign up, thank us later. Um, in a 250 now, what were your thoughts, um, in behind of the raced horses, they're relatively exposed, and even the unraced, like, I'll, I'll give you a little bit of information I found out here, so, this is obviously the, uh, Rosemont and the Victorian Alliance syndicate, um. Every horse that they've had so far, they've had Brereton. Um, they're obviously going to have this bloke. Who else have they had? Benny. They escape me currently. Um. <laughs> um yeah. No. Hayfie,
0: yeah, Hayfie. Hayfie
1: looks a looks a good. Um, looks a good horse. Um, then outside of the the Victorian Alliance, they've had Count the Headlights. So this the syndicate that have spent a lot of money um, have hit the hit the ground running. Knowing that they'll be better three-year-olds, um, it was well. news to me this morning that Rosemont Stud um, bought Balbula, which is the dam to Dual here, for one point three five at the Broodmare sales a couple of years ago, and Rosemont have spent nearly three million dollars on the uh, the protege of her. Um, this bloke being the most expensive of one point two million. To probably the best two year old trainers in Anthony and Sam Friedman. Jumped out well. Jai. Yeah, I don't know, it just looks an easy bet here, doesn't it? Yeah, I think so.
0: Uh we got the early mail. I thought the jump out was really good. Just a quiet one, but it looked stylish running home into second. Um stable confidence is, is pretty high, so I'm I'm happy to follow them in. Obviously the seconds the second favourite got scratched. Um he had some decent race form um, in that showdown running uh, fifth behind King's Consort. So, yep, I'm happy to go with the favourite there. Race one, number six, dual. Uh, the only other bet I had at Flemington was race eight, number 17, triple missile. Uh, we've secured, well, it was $4.80 boosted or $4.40 normal price on sports bet. He's into $3.00. Uh, there might be a bit of deductions to come out of that. But he was a a cracking run in the Wongoom. He gets down in the weights, 53.5 kilos, up to 1,400 metres, draws well, gets froggy on, an aggressive rider. And uh, these WA horses, they just keep, uh, the form keeps stacking up over here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I followed you in there. Huge run in the Wongoom. Easy enough to find. Been absolutely smashed. Yeah, uh, pretty keen there also obviously the race before is the Ramsden who have backed Point Nepean and through Irish Eyes um, and the one I was kicking up for in the last is Rock Profit um, the Bizanko stable absolutely flying a few of these horses are like this race wouldn't look too out of place in a 9.55 at the Valley um, Rock Profit's got good enough Flemington form for mine Super late splits at sale in the Discovery um, behind some good horses. I can see it just camping off and and finishing over the top here. Um, Yeah, good go early. Hopefully, uh, the over is God's kind. Awesome. Uh,
0: Was that all for HQ? Uh,
1: Yeah, there was a few other races. I liked a few at double figures. Um, Back to race five. Let me just scroll back. Um... They've both affirmed <laughs> during the podcast. Not our main calls. How does that happen? Um, Beretta, if it ran from 15, I'd be interested. Disappointing last start. A little bit unlucky. Um, run prior was huge. Don't be too put off. It did start $3 versus Uncle Bryn. Yes, I know Uncle Bryn failed last week, but was absolutely served up to it in race tactics. Um, I think both horses are pretty progressive. And just monitor hype. Um, good international form. Um the horse that ran second to it last start, pretty sure come out and won a group race uh following that. You get a good line with the uh with the Williams runners. If the money's there late, they'll be there to play Alana with her two kilos That was one of the two um, ways, doesn't
0: it, with these uh with these horses. They yeah, either... It'll be smashed
1: yeah. or it'll be double the price it is currently and the, and the other horse that I could come into um, is Coolth. I know he eats it a little bit but one of our good mates Maxi, um, is in the ownership as much to his disgust he would much rather see him in Hong Kong right now um, as there was a significant offer made for him um, a little while ago but um, the, the audio clip that we've listened to mile second up uh, was definitely the plan. Last last prep, they were training him as a stayer. I don't think he really stays. Um, Thornton's riding as good as anyone at the moment. Yeah. Um, with the right run, I could see him sort of close to double figures as a bet. So, just yeah, I'm just going to monitor 15, 14, and 12 um, and go from there. I didn't want to touch Beltoro or Vitruvius. Yep, sounds good.
0: All right, we'll go north of the border to Scone. Scone Vegas, as they tell me. Um, race 7, number 4. Uh, looks one of the locks of the day, I thought. And a Matt. Um, this is a serious sprinter. He's come back as a gelding. Um, he's won both of his two starts. This preparation, smashing Dragonstone, who's not a bad uh, not a bad yardstick. Um, we saw Mizzou has been locked in for the Everest for two seasons. That's, that's pretty big. I think and Matt could be just as good as mizzou um yeah
1: definitely I know, I know he hasn't
0: been racing in the grouse he's been racing in the benchmark races but he just looks very very progressive uh rachel takes the steer hopefully she's not too too negative hopefully she's not spotting them a massive head head start but he loves the wet tracks uh gets gets in on fifty four and a half kilos and i was happy to chime in at the even money
1: yeah absolutely uh I'll be following you in there. Um the only other one that sort of sparked my interest at Scone was in the last the other um Cummings runner, okay, Athelric. Okay. Um Dylan Gibbons with a three kilo claim. It's been smashed, it was three dollars before. Fuck. It's into two dollars fifty. Absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. Right, <of> um <laughs> super last start, um one one only three lengths with a leg in the air on a bottomless heavy, slightly better going here. Um yeah. As long as he can replicate sort of similar performance to last start, um, yeah, I can see him see him winning the last here.
0: I think the only other one we need to mention is Newcastle, our mate in race three, Metallicity. I'm not sure if he's going around or not, but he we had to we had to mention him. Um Race three number four, heavy track. Not sure if they'll run or not. Uh, but he's um he's struck a very weak maiden. If he if he does yeah, run, I, yeah, but I'm not sure.
1: I, I don't know if he's gonna run, but yeah. Uh boy, beware if he does run on a heavy track. Um if it was a good track, different story, but yeah. Um by the sounds of it, they just want him to win a race. Nice.
0: Yeah. Right, we'll go uh we'll go north again. We'll go back to Eagle Farm. The only one I had here was race four, number ten, Star Tontes. Uh, she's quite a talented three-year-old filly, and uh, she ran fourth behind Counter Rupee last start. Huge run from back in the field, uh, sliced through them. Um, obviously, a massive tick that she ran well at Eagle Farm last start. She's run well on soft tracks. Uh, that was that was over 1,200 meters. She now gets the 1,400 meters and. Her record does say she improves second up, so I was pretty happy to be in her corner. Did you have anything for Eagle Farm?
1: Uh, d- just race five. Um, Capital Tower, the goal and runner. Um, he was pretty bullish uh, on radio. Um, yeah, looks like it's a, a good setup here. He's touted as Queensland's best, best two-year-old. Um, yeah. at at 380 you're getting the price to find out Uh, i'd be happy to have a little nibble there absolutely
0: uh morville i didn't actually have anything here but uh race seven elation uh i'm not going to be backing him at the at the dollar 30 but we have backed him all in in the golden eagle at 18 dollars so i'll be happy for him to win by five lengths and hopefully he's into well into single figures
1: yeah, it's a it's a watch no bet race, unfortunately. But yeah, he uh, he could be a star. He'll win under his own steam tomorrow against a a weaker opposition than last start. Um, the extra two hundred meters will will be no issue. Um, yeah, Zaz will have him under uh, under a hold the whole way. I would have thought, um, bearing bad luck. Yeah. Uh, yeah, could could be an exhibition that again. Should
0: just win. Uh, we'll go west to Belmont. Uh, race 8 is the Roma Cup over 1,200 metres. It's a Group 3, really good race. Um, we've tipped into Elite Street at $2.90. Um, I think he is the best sprinter in WA when he's right. There is a little concern around if the, if it's a wet track. I don't think there's going to be too much rain tomorrow, but it is a 6 at the moment. And the other horse I've specced at a massive price is number 9, Samizdat this horse has a massive engine uh flies first up uh loves these soft tracks and yeah we've seen a couple of times he's he's um come from well back in and, and monstered fields um not sure why he's 34 dollars but we'll soon find out
1: yeah it's, it's more so just to watch and see um how that track plays obviously not a lot of wet tracks in wa um So, yeah, you just want to see it. But, yeah, I could chime into Elite Street. Um, He's a pretty consistent horse. Got a little bit of wet track form over his opposition. Um, Yeah, yeah, I could entertain that. No
0: worries. Um, The only other jurisdiction is Jumps and the Internationals. I had just one for the Internationals tonight. If anyone listens to this in time, number one Stradivarius at uh, Race 4 York. I'll put the bet out there. He's actually getting out to a cracking price now. He's out to two dollars fifty on Bet three uh, six five. Two thousand seven hundred and eighty seven meters is probably short of his absolute best. This horse is a, a proper stayer. Three thousand meters plus, um, but I think, oh, this 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 uh, field isn't very strong. Search for a song is the one they've backed. Uh, he does have some decent form, but um, I think if if Strat is even seventy percent he should be winning. Rory Flanagan is our international man and he thinks he's a So happy to be on Stratada, I might just uh savor Exacta we've searched for a song.
1: Yeah, yeah, sort of no no comment from me. I've I've got Strad and the multi, but nothing too serious. Yep.
0: Uh did you have anything for the Carseton jumps or not yet?
1: We're sort of, I'm just waiting to see um, some prices. But, yeah, I think there's a couple of bets uh, Sunday, hopefully. I just want to sort of see odds, see if there's any rainfall over the weekend. But just stay tuned to the racing previews page, and we'll post some bets um, Sunday permitting odds, track, et cetera. Yep, no
0: worries. Well, right, um, I'm pretty sure that's it for the tipping. We've uh, done a deep dive into those three races, and then, and we've gone around the country... And we've also gone to uh, to Europe. <laughs> uh, we'll crack into the listener questions and then we'll wrap it up, I reckon. The first one is from Connor McNally. He says, going to Doombin 10,000, what's the best three-leg multi? First of all, Connor, uh, enjoy your day out there at Eagle Farm. I think we can multi me and Nico's two bets, to be honest. start and Capital Tower. And then uh, maybe we can maybe you can try and find one of those in the doom in ten thousand for a place maybe yeah uh yep that sounds good um charlie mcdougall says unrelated to racing this weekend but thoughts on the inner in track at caulfield we kind of expressed our thoughts there um not massive fans of it i haven't i haven't actually looked at the the real plans and and what it's going to look like and you know, I'm obviously not going to be riding it so I'm, I'm not going to know how it's going to feel like but from a punting perspective I doubt I'm going to be putting my cash near there
1: yeah no um, we've already touched on that enough I think uh, at the start yep. whether we like it or not it's going to happen so we'll just have to deal with it I suppose
0: So move on job uh, Nels Gilmore says the most important stat to look at when doing the form, track, distance, ground, jockey, etc. Uh I'll go first. The most important stat um is not a stat, and it's called the will to win. <laughs> you want a horse who actually finds the line, sticks his head out. Um yeah, a winning record doesn't can't go um unshaded, I guess. You've got horses like Brooklyn Hustle who always get back and <laughs> run on and they're just not
1: Leaker's girlfriend. they're just not
0: um, punting propositions a lot of the time um, so yeah that's the most important thing for me In the, if I had to rate the order of track distance ground and jockey I'd say uh, distance goes first ground second track third jockey's probably one of the, the last things I look at um, I think it's more down to a, the horse a good horse will make an okay jockey look good but I guess the thing with jockeys is the big teams do factor it in a lot more so if you're going from a three kilo apprentice to to a Jamie Carr you know that horse is going to be smashed
1: yeah absolutely Um, sort of for me it's all dependent on um, on which horse it is and and what they're up against like if it's a horse going up in trip um, for the first time I wanna I wanna see them hit the line, uh, in their previous start, you know, be doing their best work sort of late to give me the indication that they're gonna they're gonna be okay going up in trip. Um, depending on the ground, like if it's a soft track or a heavy track, I I wanna back a horse that I know that's gonna be able to handle it, or at least get through it. Um some tracks are horses for courses like, you know, some horses race better at Caulfield and not Flemington and, and, and vice versa, but yeah, what you touched on before with the jockey at the end of the day if they're if they're in a metropolitan race very rarely they're going to have a bad jockey who's incapable um, on them, but yeah, you can definitely see sometimes a jockey change, whether it's an apprentice to a, a well-credentialed senior um, that's always a positive, but Yeah, it's all dependent on on each individual horse and each individual race.
0: Yep. Jack Adams says, can you boys record a review of Saturday's racing on Sunday morning before 12pm? That's a fat no. Uh, Yeah,
1: yeah, actually, you can have a review, Jack, uh, but it won't be via podcast. It'll be in person. There you go. (laughs)
0: Uh, And then our good mate, Nick Zaccadelli has two questions. When and where is the racing preview's big party? Um, after Elation wins the Golden Eagle, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> after some of those futures bets, lob. Nah, I think we will have to organise something soon. Magic yeah. Millions is definitely a go on next year. And the Bulls definitely a go yes, on next well, year. Um, lots of journals. We'll I think, um, we'll think of something earlier than that. And then the last one he says, how do you lads go about doing your form work? Uh, I'm massive on watching replays just watching as many replays as i can um i'm pretty big on the actual visual side of it um i'm getting into ratings and statistics more and more as i get into my journey of racing but um i rely heavily on the eye um i think if if you've got a good eye it's a it's a massive advantage
1: yeah i suppose it all it all depends um on each individual, how you want to do your form. Um, some people like doing it to the eye, some people are, are heavily invested in the numbers and stats and things like that. Um, I like to have a bit of a mix of both. Um, the eye doesn't often lie, um, that I've I've sort of seen over, over my journey. Um, yeah, sort of a mix of both for me. Um, but at, at the end of the day, you can do all the form in the world You can sit there for hours and hours and hours and get it completely wrong. Like, the form that you do pre-race day is more so just a guide, I think. Um, The professionals and the robots get really involved in that sort of, that last half an hour and especially in that last five minutes. Whatever you you do pre-race day should just be your base and, and your best inkling should be just before the race. Um... Obviously, don't be deterred if a horse drifts because horses drift all the time and win due to stupid market percentages. Um, but yeah, d- just trust your gut would be the thing I say. Don't don't grey up. Sometimes, if if you like two horses, don't be afraid to back two horses because more often than not, if if you back one and you don't back the other, and the other one wins, you're gonna be shitty. So yeah, just back yourself in and uh, and trust trust it. Yeah.
0: You see a lot of those fair punters there putting multiple units on lots of different horses in the race and at the end of the day it, um, you're increasing your chances of winning. Uh, the only other thing I'll say there is reviewing um, your set or your bets. If you want to take it seriously, write them down, um, review each bet you've had and uh, that'll help you a lot in the long run. Alright, that was it for the listener questions. Um, that's been a look at Tomorrow's races, Nicky. Did you have anything more? Uh,
1: no, I think we've touched on well, everything. We're burning the midnight no, oil just... here.
0: I'm getting a bit tired.
1: To be yeah, honest. yeah. It's, uh, it's getting a little bit late. It's been a. It's... Uh, look, looking forward to a few few bets tomorrow, and and most importantly, watching you do your better work uh, off the computer and the phone. Uh, watching you have a kick tomorrow, hopefully. Hopefully the Cougars get up for a win. Big game. Looking forward to uh to spending my afternoon out there. And uh yeah. Um we've we've got a function tomorrow night which I'm sure will be nothing short of uh of large. Um and yeah, we'll go from there. Absolutely.
0: Get down to Clifton Park, top of the table clash between the Cougars and Abbas. Um that's it from us punters. Um We'll talk soon. We'll have a podcast out earlier next week. We promise it will be (laughs) much earlier so you'll have a better chance to listen to it. It won't be a late Friday night or a Saturday morning. So good luck tomorrow, punters, and we'll speak soon. Cheers.